Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Support independent Mi'kmaq journalism. Become a Mi'kmaq Matters patron patreon.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Suddenly, it's the middle of August. Where has the summer gone? We're a month away from the annual General Assembly of the Halibu First Nation. It's the afternoon of Sunday, September 15th in Cornerbrook. It's followed by a meeting of Halibut Chief and Council the following day, Monday, September 16th. The Halibut Youth Conference is taking place that same weekend, and a youth rep to be chosen at that event will participate in the council meeting with voice but no vote. At least, that was what was decided at the last council meeting. Nothing has been posted on the online Halibut calendar yet. At last year's annual General Assembly in St. George's, there was a special guest, Morley Gugu, Regional Chief for Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. Now, the harassment allegations against Morley Gugu are a developing story. Following the lead of Chief Ms. Aljo of the Mailbagag First Nation, Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell has written to Perry Belgard, National Chief of the Assembly of First Nations. But what Chief Mitchell's letter says, we do not know. Does Chief Mitchell, like Chief Mazelle Joe, call for the removal of Morley Gugu? Mi'kmaq Matters made inquiries to Halibu about the letter, but received no response. We're looking at the latest in the political legal drama playing out across the water in Nova Scotia. Though the protagonists are a lawyer and the provincial liberal government, this is very much a Mi'kmaq story. The lawyer, Alex Cameron, acted for the government in the Alton Gas case. That's the company that wants to dump brine from underground caverns into the Shubanakabe River to store natural gas. Mi'kmaq people have been opposed to the project from the get-go. They've been arrested trying to stop it. Back in 2016, the Sabanakabe Band went to court to appeal the provincial environment minister's approval of the project. Representing the minister was Alex Cameron. Cameron had worked for the government for more than 20 years. He was the lead lawyer on Indigenous law cases. Cameron and his views about Indigenous rights were no stranger to Mi'kmaq people. Among other things, Cameron had attacked the Supreme Court of Canada decision in the Donald Marshall case. Cameron said the Supreme Court got it wrong, that it ignored evidence of the weakened situation of the Mi'kmaq after the defeat of their allies, the French, by the British which forced the Mi'kmaq to submit themselves to the British crown, as he argued. Cameron brought a similar analysis in the Alton Gas Appeal. Ancestors of the Mi'kmaq people fighting the Alton Gas Project had submitted to the sovereignty of the British crown, so the Nova Scotia government had no duty to consult with them, Cameron argued. Facing outrage, the Liberal government of Stephen McNeil disowned Cameron, he had acted without their authority in portraying the Mi'kmaq as conquered people, the government said. They pulled the argument and the lawyer from the case. And shortly after that, Cameron retired 
and sued the government for damaging his reputation by saying he acted without the authority of his client. To prove his case, Cameron tried to admit into court documents that he said would show that he did indeed have the government's direction to make the Conquer People argument. But the government has fought ferociously and unsuccessfully all the way up the Nova Scotia court system to keep those documents secret. The government has argued solicitor-client privilege as well as the irreparable harm that would be caused by release of the documents. But no court in Nova Scotia has bought the government's argument. The only harm I see is embarrassment, retorted Justice Duncan Beveridge of the Nova Scotia Court of Appeal. The courts have agreed with Cameron. You cannot accuse a lawyer of misconduct and then argue a solicitor-client privilege to prevent the lawyer from accessing the very documents he needs to prove his innocence. In a last desperate move, the government has filed for leave to appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada. We're still waiting to hear if the country's top court will allow the appeal. So what does it all mean for the Nova Scotia government and for Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia and in Newfoundland? For Mi'kmaq people fighting the Alton Gas Project, it's unclear. Protests at the site have been restricted by 24-7 security and an injunction that heads back before court this fall. But the Cameron case does show that there's a political consensus that Mi'kmaq people in Nova Scotia do have treaty rights. Perhaps we Mi'kmaq in so-called Newfoundland can bring ourselves under the very same treaties. There is probably most writing on the case for the Liberal government of Stephen McNeil, for whom the saga has become a major political headache. I got the political lay of the land from Jim Vibert, a columnist for the Saltwater Newspaper Network. You can read him in the Western Star. Jim Vibert says that if the Liberals are found to have not been telling the truth about the camera case, they will pay dearly at the ballot box. Jim, tell us what's been the political reaction generally in Nova Scotia to the McNeil government's attempts to keep these documents secret? Well, it's hard to gauge. I mean, I, I get a lot, I've gotten a lot of feedback from a couple of columns that I've read, uh, that I've written rather on, on the subject. And, and uh, you know, people generally seem to think that uh, this is information that they have a right to see. But, uh, you know, in Nova Scotia, they're kind of getting used to the government protecting information from them on a fairly regular basis so it's you know it just becomes kind of part of the background noise i think after a while for the for the broader population i think there's great interest in the first nations community to uh, to uh, see those documents yes and uh, of course um, the government says even the the bills for this uh, toronto law, law firm they've hired are protected by privilege which which seems to be uh, a bit of a stretch Every, everything's protected by uh, solicitor client privilege in this case glenn yeah that's right they, mm. they can't even tell us what we're, what we're paying what the taxpayers in nova scotia are paying to defend the government skeptical people uh figure that cameron the lawyer probably did have instructions from the from the government to make this argument about uh, sovereignty, the, the conquer people's argument as it's right. known. Um, if that were the case and the documents were released and backed up Alex Cameron, what do you think would be the political fallout for the McGill government? 
Well, well, for starters, Glenn, you know, I mean, I have no way of knowing what those documents will show. Um, uh, the, you know, the circumstances are that uh, the lawyer, Cameron, wants them released. The government uh, does not. So I, I guess, you know, that could lead people to um, to conclude that Cameron is, uh, you know, is uh, Cameron's position is supported by those documents and the government's position that it did not know about this argument before it went to court. Uh, might be exposed as not correct in those documents. If if that's the case, if the government uh, if the government knew that uh, Cameron was going to advance uh, what's become known as the conquered people's argument, uh, I, you know I think the government would take a, a really serious hit uh, to its credibility, certainly with the uh, Mi'kmaq community in Nova Scotia, and I think with the broader community as well. What do you think it would uh, indicate to the broader community? Uh, well, I mean, I think people generally like to trust their government, and uh, most folks hope that their government is telling them the truth most of the time. And in this particular instance, you know, right from the get-go, right from the day that the uh, the, the offending brief. Uh, was discovered the government has denied all knowledge of it and that's been going on now for two years um, so if the government you know if the government has been as if it turned out that the government was misleading the people of Nova Scotia for over two years plus incurring all these additional expenses to defend itself in first the Nova Scotia Supreme Court then the appeal court in Nova Scotia and now the Supreme Court of Canada uh, to try and keep these documents secret um, you know, Nova Scotians who pay attention to such things will be um, uh, less impressed with the government <laughs> with once they have that knowledge than they were before. I don't know where they are at the moment, but yes. uh, the government is not exactly enjoying uh, its, uh, you know, the zenith of its popularity in Nova Scotia right now. It's in the middle of its second term, and it's uh, it's not, you know, it's for, for the first time in this government's uh, life, the government first elected in 2013, uh, it's it's trailing the or, or in, in a, I guess a virtual tie within the within the margin of error with the uh, with the Conservatives. So uh, the, the government's popularity is on the wane, and uh, and this you know relevate, revelations of this type would only I would think uh, exacerbate that problem for them. Mm. Now, we do know that uh, Cameron uh, worked for the Justice Department for the province of Nova Scotia for 26 years. Yeah, he's a vet. And for a large part of that time, he was the, the lead lawyer on these Aboriginal uh, cases. Yeah. And, and furthermore, he had written uh, very negatively about the Donald Marshall decision. He was very critical of the Donald Marshall decision, which, of course, is a very important case for Big mouth people in Nova Scotia. So, uh, yep. I mean, he does he does have a track record. So, I, I guess it adds to the um, should we say the questions about what uh, what is in those documents. Well, well, it does. I mean, I, the the fact that you know, I think Alex Cameron's views uh, and their legal. Uh, he, he like he points out that that he, you know he's taking a very legal position on this, but. Uh, his views on this are quite controversial, and that's that the the, uh, the Mi'kmaq submitted to the Crown is the language that I see used uh, relative to his writing, and as such, uh, you know, the successors of the Crown and still the Crown, the province of Nova Scotia has no obligation to consult with the Mi'kmaq on um, 
on these kinds of projects like Alden Gas. Um, as it turned out, that that argument was re ultimately removed from the province's case, and the province won its appeal against the uh, against the uh, Shubenacadie band uh, at any rate. But um, but yeah, Cameron's uh, Mr. Cameron's views uh, are well known, certainly within the the Mi'kmaq community, and and uh, in fact, uh, members of the Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq community have uh, petitioned the provincial government in the past to have Mr. Cameron, prior to his leaving government, uh, removed from cases that that, that involved their rights. Uh, but neither the Dexter government nor the, nor the McNeil government saw fit to do that, mm. or the McNeil government didn't see fit to do it until this latest controversy erupted. Mm. Now, uh, Premier McNeil did seem to patch things up with the Mi'kmaq chiefs after this Cameron story first broke. He uh, McNeil apologized to the chiefs, and the apology was accepted, and uh, they seemed to uh, mend things at that time. Uh, mm -hmm. how, how are things uh, currently? I, we still have that Alton Gas thing going on. You know, I, I mean, I think I think overall the McNeil government has worked uh, pretty hard and and fairly effectively with the leadership of the of the First Nations community in Nova Scotia. Um, the Boat Harbor, um, the, the, this government has passed legislation to end the pollution of Boat Harbor, which is a which is a, uh, a tidal estuary near the Pictou, right on the doorstep of the Pictou Landing First Nation. That's been one of the worst polluted sites in the province for for 50 years, uh, and that's finally going to is scheduled to end um, at the end of January this year. So, the, so this is a government that has. Um, Certainly made attempts to uh, have have good relations with the uh, with the Mi'kmaq community, and I think for the most part has succeeded. This would be a serious blow to those efforts. There's no question about that. If if these documents showed that the government was willing to go to court with this uh, with this argument. And what about the Alton Gas? Uh situation mm. itself. Uh, Mi'kmaq people are very concerned about this plan to dump brine into the Shubenacadie River. What about yeah. the population generally? How do they see the Alton Gas um, story? It, it, people in the local area follow it, Glenn, that's for darn sure. Um, up in uh, you know that part of Colchester County and, and bleeding across the, the Shubenacadie River into Hans County, people up there are uh, are very interested in it, and a lot of folks up there don't think it's a real good idea to empty out underground salt caverns, pump the salt into the Shubenacadie River. Granted, in the in the in the tidal part of the Shubenacadie River, uh, and then fill it with natural gas. Um, uh, I can understand why people living in close proximity to that kind of activity might be leery of it. Um, generally speaking, in Nova Scotia. You know, I, I don't know how much I don't know how much uh, this particular project has. Uh, I don't know how much broader public interest outside of the affected area there really is. Um, I, I just don't know. Mm. Right, Jim. So I guess uh, we're in the middle of this uh, legal political thriller right now. We'll have to see what happens in the Supreme Court of Canada. Yeah, that, well, that's it. Now, now we have to wait until the Supreme Court of Canada, which, from all I uh, 
have come to know and understand is a pretty busy outfit. And uh, at some point in time, the Supreme Court will decide whether they will hear the province's uh, petition or or whether they won't. And at that time, uh, a decision, well, if they decide to hear it, the documents will no doubt remain sealed until after they hear it. And that could push push this thing out, you know, uh, quite maybe some time. The, maybe it'll pass the next election. Well, I'm glad you said it. Glad you saved me from saying it. Jim Vibert, columnist for the Saltwater Newspaper Network. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Thanks to our radio partners, Bay of Islands Radio, Voice of Bombay, CHMR, and Meobagig, First Nation Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.